0: you're listening to the after the show movie podcast brought to you by ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk that's my mission impossible um acapella Do you
1: like it? (laughs) Am I forced to answer just because we're married to each other? Is that the rule?
0: (laughs) If Tom Cruise wants me to sing that during scenes, I'm uh, free and available.
1: (laughs) We'll contact the people right away. Their people, we'll call their people.
0: Yes. So what's the before the after the show discussion here?
1: This movie, Your Crush on Tom Cruise... (laughs) <laughs> and Mission Impossible movies action in general
0: I, I, really. yeah, I would say Tom Cruise is I do like Tom Cruise a lot one of my favorite film stars
1: I know you've always been right there for him okay. I mean I like him don't get me wrong I mean he's got ups and downs but definitely yeah, but guess
0: would. what not only is he good in like something like this some crazy action thing look at a movie I would recommend this week Magnolia for a dramatic performance
1: absolutely that's an intense one
0: he can do. It seems every. He seems he can do anything. He's like. Is he actually human?
1: <laughs> I think so. Oh, I think he is.
0: All right. So it is Saturday, December the first. Happy Christmas, everybody! It's almost <laughs> Christmas. Hope you've got all your presents wrapped. If you do
1: Christmas, if you don't do Christmas, don't worry about it. Happy non-doing. Let's make it very clear.
0: Happy whatever you do, and if you do nothing, happy that too. Exactly.
1: We're not christmas people for the christmas reasons we just dig the presents and the love and the free openness to you know maybe be better than you were yesterday just a little bit think of someone else for a change
0: this is not time yet for your advice.
1: All no, right.
0: <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> so stop that.
1: Pause. On the advice.
0: All right. So it's Saturday, December the 1st. This is after the show number 559, we're a weekly movie review podcast. This week we're looking at Mission Impossible Fallout, which is what number in the Mission Impossible series? I don't know. Have you lost count? I have. I believe it's number 6. I'll go with 6. If it's not 6, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, it's a 2018 release. You can actually pick it up on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday. It's on 4K, Blu-ray, digital. If you want to watch it this weekend, it's on digital already. It's from our friends at Paramount who sent us a copy for review. And Sid, I will give you the synopsis of the movie Mission Impossible I Fallout.
1: I don't think so. You're the Mission Impossible guy.
0: It's the... Uh, you do it. Mission Impossible Fallout is the latest in the Mission Impossible
1: Is this franchise? your synopsis?
0: Yep, I'm saying it. Franchise. <laughs> Ethan Hunt and his gang of Mission Impossibleers.
1: Okay, hold on. Just let's pause because you always complain about mine. This. I haven't finished yet. really horrible. Yeah, but it's horrible. You've got up to All a right. terrible start. If you can do a better job. Always. Go on then. It's Mission Impossible. Number 25. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, not, that's not better. <laughs>
1: that was not accurate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Hunt and his uh, gang of... Mission impossible Mm-hmm. Mission, the Mission Impossible f- Force, right? M-I- Is that what it is? I believe. Okay. okay. Have to stop the world from being destroyed. It's kind of like a Bond film, but it's not one. You know what I'm saying?
1: By people who <laughs> want to just destroy this, the old world, the way we do things.
0: Yeah. It's not... A new novel idea, but it is executed quite well. Yeah. Anyway, it's fun. Let's move on to the well, movie. What's one of
1: the first things I say during the movie? I can't wait to see what Cinema Sins has to say about. It. <laughs> well, you I know, can't help it. It just seems like, oh yeah, I can feel a, that one coming. We're
0: in, uh, you know, summer blockbuster movie mode here because this is one of the biggest movies this year, and. What Mission Impossible does well. And I love all of... Well, no, I don't love all of them. I hate the second one. I really don't like it at all. You do. If I was doing a watch of the movies, I think I wouldn't even put the second one on.
1: No, I think you're a completist. You would force yourself, probably.
0: But the first one is fantastic. Brian De Palma. Top of his game. You know, Brian De Palma's not, like, famous for doing super big blockbuster movies, but he nailed his style in a blockbuster movie with that. And I love it to this day. What do you think of when you think of the first one?
1: Hmm. I don't remember it that well.
0: I think of the helicopter blade coming towards his neck.
1: I think of him dropping down on that wire. Was that oh the yeah, first there's one? also that. Yeah, there's that little, but I guess after I think about it, I think of that.
0: But I've loved this franchise. And then, you know, it's, what happened? I'm, um, was number two was done by John Woo and it was very gun-fu um, John Woo style. They were doing ballet on motorcycles at one point. It was very odd. It didn't seem to fit to me. It never did. It felt a bit weird. The doves were flying away at some point. You know, it was like, oh, look, John Woo's doing his things. And then the third one came along by J.J. Abrams and it was fantastic. The third one was the one with my guy from Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. There's the bad guy. Correct. Seymour Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. Rest in peace, Mr. Hoffman. And, uh, you know, he came along, J.J. Abrams. I thought that one was fantastic. You might disagree. I don't know. That was one of my favorite ones, the third one.
1: Yeah, I like that one.
0: And then maybe this is the fifth one. (laughs) Because then... No, the the next one was the one where he climbed the... Which was at the awesome stunt scene where he climbs to the... You know, on that Abu Dhabi yep. skyscraper. It was really cool. Then there was the last one, which was the one where he... John... He, John... Tom... Took off on a plane. Like yep. hung on the side of the plane while it took off for real. And that one, that movie, um, Rogue Nation, is actually the prequel to this movie. They actually are a pair... Watch them together; you'll understand it better. Because Dart was a bit lost on this one.
1: Yeah, even though I saw the other one.
0: Even though she saw the other one, but she has to see it within a two-week period; otherwise, she just forgets completely. <laughs> That's not accurate.
1: <laughs> I mean, it might be accurate, but I don't feel like <laughs> it's that. pretty That's accurate. Because accurate. I'll say to you,
0: I'll say to you, like two weeks later,
1: what did you think of that <laughs> film we watched
0: two weeks ago? And you I go, don't I don't remember. even
1: know which. Were film they it? in it? Was that person in it? <laughs> I just store what I need to store. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. I just only need what I need.
0: Now, where, when it comes to this one, Mission Impossible: Fallout, me being a fan of the whole series, it's not my favourite Mission Impossible movie, but as far as up in the ante of everything, like how large this movie is, how many locations it takes place in, how many stunts there are, this one takes the biscuit or whatever you call it. <laughs> takes the award for best everything. Like it just steps everything up. And it makes it very entertaining. Um, Tom Cruise does all his own stunts again. Some of the stunts are you were watching the screen and going, surely Tom Cruise didn't do this. You know, there's like he does a halo jump, which is one of those very, very, very high parachute jumps. The way it comes across in the movie is like one continuous shot from him jumping out of the plane to him landing. I know it's not, there's some movie trickery in there, but he did actually do the jump. It is crazy to watch it. That I was watching the stunts in this movie and I was thinking, there is no other movie that has this level of stunts, right? True. And it's something to do with the fact that you know as an audience that they're really doing the stunts. Makes them even better. Because when you're watching James Bond, it's quite clear that that's not James Bond doing the stunts.
1: We like to call him Bond friend.
0: Yeah, and they don't, they often, like, they're a bit better at it nowadays, but even now, there's some shots of Daniel Craig from the back when he's hanging on something, you're like, no, that's not Daniel Craig, it's slightly wrong. Like, but in, in these Mission Impossible movies, because Tom Cruise makes such a big deal out of saying, hey, I do the stunts in these movies, you all know that, every time you go and watch one, you're like, so how can he top last time? he tops it every time right this one he topped the last the last one where i mean that's a
1: matter of opinion some people might not in my opinion he tops it
0: last one where he took off hanging onto a plane i was like holy shit (laughs) how would anybody in the right mind do that in this one when he's flying a helicopter what the hell like like that whole stunt like climbing up a rope onto a helicopter
1: i said worst gym class ever Because that's that thing where you have to climb up the rope to the ceiling.
0: Yeah. Get into the helicopter. Pilot the helicopter through really treacherous stuff. That whole sequence is crazy, actually, when you think about it. Breaking it down into all the different parts, what he did. Um, I know know it's not like he did it, but he was flying the helicopter for real. Because he is a pilot. And he was climbing up the rope... And Not the
1: at the same time. That is like Superman level. Yeah. <laughs> True.
0: <laughs> and then there's that, you know, the whole... There's, there's a sequence in this movie also, which I f- found really impressive. It reminded me of the movie Ronin. um, The car chase in Ronin. And you don't like car chases that much, Not but really. this one's motorcycles and um armored vans mm-hmm. and police cars. And it's all through the center of Paris. And I kept looking at it going... Is this, is this CG trickery? Because how do they get to do this in the middle of Paris? And it's not in the middle of the night. It's in the daytime. Um, or is it in the middle of the night? And then they make it look like the daytime. I don't know. But they pulled off a car chase in the middle of Paris that was, like, almost unbelievable, you know? They also pulled off a, like a foot chase in the middle of London which was in places where I've never seen them film. You know that building that he ends up on when he's out of breath, stood on top of it? I've never seen somebody climb that one before. Yeah, no. So um, the stunts in this, and there's a, there's really four big set pieces in terms of stunts, which is more than in the other movies. There's normally two or three, but they went for four, and all four of them are super exciting. They're, um, you know, obviously not very realistic, Because nobody could be a superhuman like this. But as far as movies go, I think it's some of the best stunts I've seen in movies. And I've seen all the Bond movies, and those are... If you go and watch Bond movies, those are the movies with a lot of stunts, right? I mean, you go to a Bond movie to watch the stunts. Yeah. They're supposed to be the highest level
1: of stunts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this tops them, just because you know that he's really doing it. So, um what did you think what do you think of the plot
1: uh confusing a little i know people are going to think i'm an idiot but it's like somebody shows up and they're like oh you're trying to kill him because they told you to kill him but then later it's like no i'm not trying to kill him because of them i'm trying to kill him because of them. No, I'm trying to kill, get them because of him, because of them, because of them. It's There's just a lot like, of triple
0: ugh. agent, uh, double agent, triple agent, quadruple agent.
1: But they're not when you really break it down. That's why it shouldn't, it's overly confusing to me. But I get the gist. But then I'm just like, ugh. not remembering the last movie probably didn't help. Because I don't remember how that one woman became the person who in my six needs to. Yeah. Help her out. I don't recall the bad guy heart at all. At all, I was like, "Oh, this is an interesting bad guy." And then you're like, "Oh yeah, he's from the last one." Oh.
0: I would suggest if you're going to watch this movie, and you haven't seen the others, you don't need to see them all, but definitely see the last one, Rogue Nation, because like um, like Skyfall and Quantum of Solace, the Bond films kind of join together. Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, like they join together. These also join together in that way. Um, so you might come into this movie, never have seen any Mission Impossible movies and be slightly confused, I would imagine, Mm -hmm. um, by like who's who.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like it stands alone for that. And uh, like I said, people might be like, oh my God, it's so dumb. How can you not get it? But
0: no, they're definitely a set because they expect you as an audience to know who people are in this movie by not telling you somebody, you know, for instance, Rebecca Ferguson's character turns up and the only... Way you know that she is part of it before is just—it seems vague to me. It, yeah, it's not. Ex- but there again, if they tried to explain that, it would come across like um exposition. Yeah, City. Like, where they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we remember <laughs> her from last time," you know, like a, or a flashback or something weird. But they don't do any of that. They don't do a flashback to the other movie at all, which they could if they wanted to, kind of. Clarify some things. That would be cheesy. I
1: wouldn't want that either. I
0: wouldn't want it either. But and they just but they don't to attempt something. to do anything. So if you're brand new to the franchise, you have to kind of do a few oh I guess that's somebody was supposed to know then. <laughs> you know, you're gonna yeah. have to do that in your mind. But I don't think I think in general though, you won't be
1: super confused. Sometimes it's confusing. Um, They all seem to know what's going on, so that's what counts.
0: Yeah. So did you like the action? Is this your favorite?
1: Favorite? In
0: Mission Impossible?
1: Uh, No. I have pockets of goodness and pockets of, ugh, give me a break. It's lasted too long. I'm not a car chase person, so there's lots of that. And I got a little bit worn out about it.
0: I I mean, they're fine.
1: They're good, but still not that interesting
0: The sequence where they pushed his armored van into the water. Yeah, that was good and then the the wall of like i always wondered like when if a van you know if you're in a vehicle that's locked up and then it starts to sink into the water the water's getting into the vehicle fairly quickly cuz you're underwater but this shows it like a almost like a wave coming at him i've never seen that before it was a pretty interesting visual it i'm was. not sure i'm not sure that that's how it really happens <laughs> but it looks really cool in it a movie. did um so yeah, there was a lot of cool... You, you've got to admit, though, that the end sequence with the helicopters, you were on the edge of see, right?
1: Kind of, but that also got a little bit much, like, really? Okay, we're crashing into each other, shooting at each other, crash into each other, crash into the ground, roll down the thing, slide down the thing, slide down the thing again, get hooked on the cliff, fall on the cliff.
0: I love that, mate, because it kept, I know, but it then kept I was ratcheting like, it up every time. Two of time. those
1: things have been fine. Yeah. Knock them down, fall off. That's fine. Falling off, boring. Yeah. Super boring, but
0: it looks it was far from boring in my opinion. It was just The falling
1: off is always boring. No, the the,
0: just the whole thing, like the that whole helicopter. Right, but that
1: part that to resolve it.
0: Where the helicopter slid into the rocks and went downwards.
1: That part I was like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well I no, I love that. I love anything like that, any big action thing. It was like a thing that they would do in Bond, but I feel like they did it slightly better. You know, because it was... Mm. But they are very Bond-like stunts, these stunts. And, you know, there wasn't that much of a car chase in this for you to be bored of.
1: There was a lot.
0: There was a car chase in the middle of the movie, but it was on a bike.
1: Yeah, that's the same as a car chase. And that's just as boring. When it lasts too long.
0: I didn't feel like that even lasted that long. It felt like it was over in a blink of an eye. Like oh, it,
1: it went it seemed to go like on and on, and on. <laughs> because you like it, you like my bikes and you like cars, but it was just a bit long for me.
0: What about um, the sequence, the opening sequence? What about that?
1: It's good. It's not what you expect because it's not a big dun dun dun. It's more on the under.
0: Yeah, they yeah. Du- they duped me at least twice in this movie where I was like, oh, what. Yep. At least twice. And then one time they were trying to do it again. And I said to you, oh, I think I might have this one. And turns out I did. So they, you, I said to you, you can't do it too many times in, in one movie because we're going to get wise to it. But they did do me right at the beginning, which I really liked. <clears throat> so um, as far as Mission Impossible movies, I, I was super excited for it. I would watch this again. In fact...
1: I bet you, well, you'll watch it four more times.
0: <laughs> the disc ha- yeah, the disc has four commentaries on it. And it has an isolated music score, so you can just watch the movie with the music, playing at full blast and no dialogue. Which is an interesting way to watch movies. If you've ever... Star Wars has an isolated music track on it. Um, the Last Jedi. and When you watch it that way, without any dialogue, but just the full orchestra, all the- it's really interesting. It makes it feel really different. So, um, the cast of this movie, Tom Cruise, comes back as Ethan Hunt. Tom Cruise, I would just say, is one of my favorites. I feel like he can do almost anything. I think he can do dramatic acting, uh, comedy acting. Obviously, he's very good at action. What else is there? <laughs> action? Drama? <laughs> drama. He's, romance? He's very good at drama. Uh, romance, he's very good at. Jerry Maguire. Had some romance.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think that's way overrated.
0: Oh, I really like that,
1: if, but, I know you do. But I'm saying it's overrated.
0: <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. Has he been risky business? Has a lot of romance, I guess.
1: Eh, it's a bit young to judge him on his mm-hmm. performance. I think
0: he hasn't really been in many romance movies, has he?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Uh, I like. I really like the Last Samurai. That's a yeah, kind of a good, period piece, but it's piece.
1: very Tom Cruisey.
0: Yeah, a Tom Cruise period piece. Um, I don't know. I just really like Tom Cruise. I think he is a movie star.
1: I think everyone we've established that he. I think loves he's a Tom movie Cruise. star
0: that's gone through the age. Of, you know how many decades has he been a movie star? Since when did he start? The eighties. Was it seventies or eighties? Eighties. Right, and he's consistently been in, in the box office. Right, I don't think he ever took a break.
1: Uh, I think there's big gaps, but
0: I, you're not as you're not as hyped on him as me. No,
1: <laughs> no. I mean, he's fine. I enjoy him. I I believe that he makes the effort to make it more than just showing up, jumping around, doing some stuff and make $50 million. Yes, he makes $50 million. And everybody can say, ugh, it'd be nice. You know, I work my ass off as a doctor or a nurse or a, a guy who climbs up electrical poles to fix your electric every time the electric goes off. I don't make $50 million. That's totally fair assessment for a guy who just pretends to be other people. So I think he's made the most of what he can do once he has decided he was an action star, he's a production company. He does do charities and all that. I just, I'm just, i not judging him as a whole human, but I'm not as big on him to see him on the screen. I'm not like, oh, Tom Cruise.
0: Um, <clears throat> what did, at the beginning of this disc, this is just off topic, oh, yeah. bit, but it's a Tom Cruise thing. What did Tom Cruise say to us?
1: What did he say? You tell. You, you're more technical than me. Tom Cruise and the
0: director, Christopher McQuarrie, <clears throat> They came on the screen and they said, um, "We go to great lengths to make these movies look great and sound great, and we know that people don't set up the TVs correctly, <laughs> and they use something called SDE, which is is it? It's the motion smoothing on new televisions, like four K ones, especially. And even they said the words. Sometimes you can be watching a movie and." You'll re- look at it and you'll think something is wrong with the picture, but you can't quite sure you don't know what it is.
1: You can put your finger on it.
0: And it's that setting, and it's the motion smoothing, which makes movies, movies run at 24 frames per second, technically. 23.9 if you want to nitpick. And what that motion smoothing does is it makes the movie run at 60 frames per second or 120 if you've got a really fancy TV which is not how it's supposed to look. There's a distinct difference between very smooth 60 hertz video and this and film video. It looks different. And the thing that people say is it gives it the soap opera effect because soap operas are filmed in 60 frames per second and they look really slick on TV, but they don't look like film. They, it's a weird look. So the director and Tom Cruise, for about three minutes tell you that go and look in your settings, turn that off, you'll have a better, you know, experience watching this movie if you watch it how it's supposed to be. And I've never seen that done. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, you know what bugs you a lot, is when you go to somebody's house and they've got the aspect ratio wrong. Yes. So they're watching a movie and they've got it,
1: what? Everybody's squished. Squished,
0: yeah. And if you say to them people... You've got your aspect ratio. They don't know what you're talking about. They have no idea. They're, that's just how it is to them, right? They're used to that. The squished is how, how TV is. Which
1: is crazy. It's
0: crazy. You can't really talk them out of it unless you just fix it for them without them noticing. This is the same thing. It's a new thing that you'll notice if you're a person who watches films and goes, wow, that film looks really weird. What, what is it? So go in your TV and turn that stuff off when you're watching a movie. It will make it look better so um that was a little bit off topic but henry cavill turns up in this movie as august walker what do you think of henry after seeing him in um the justice league recently
1: um pretty neutral i mean he does a fine he does it well enough but i still don't feel like he's much of a threat you know what i mean is he a good
0: guy he's- or a bad guy
1: I'm not telling him, you tell him. Spoiler. <laughs> I'm just thinking no matter what he is, if he's trying to intimidate the bad guy or he's trying to be just, you know, I'm not, I don't feel it. I, I feel like he's too reserved. And he, it was the same in, um, what was it? The other one where he was a spy. The man from Uncle. Correct. So in that one, it was all right. That one was really good. Because it's supposed to be quite funny, but Kitchy. then it's, yeah. yeah and it, fit kind of or if he's trying to be Clark Kent all the time I'm just going to throw that out there that seems fine but in this I just need him to be more believable there's one scene where he's laying it on the line there near the end in the cell down where he says the the F word um I don't know when he's down there saying to the guy all the stuff yep laying it out there that's the Um,
0: that's the first F word in any Mission Impossible movie trivia
1: well to and if you're watching close, you see the pilot also says that when he gets shot. Right. Uh, he doesn't. You don't hear him, but his mouth says it very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two of them squeezed in there. So right. he's fine. He's just, you know, I need him to be a little more committed to being psychotic or convincingly dependable. Now, um, As a good guy or a bad guy, I don't care. Just commit. Now,
0: Henry Cavill is not Superman anymore. He has signed on with Netflix. And they're doing a TV series, like a Game of Thrones type scenario mm. of The Witcher, the video game that I love. And he's gonna be The Witcher. So I'm interested to see that. Because um, I think you will like The Witcher, to be honest. It's a vampire.
1: Nice. It's uh I do like me vampires.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a it's a fantasy kind of world, but it's like, you know, Slavic kind of countries country type place and it's real kind of gruesome and weird I think you might like it
1: <laughs> what does that say what's everybody thinking wow <laughs> she likes it to be gruesome and weird as yes. far as
0: the, yeah as the video game as far as the video game goes if they do a good job of translating it it could be good uh, Ving Rhames turns up again as Luther Sticknell it it's pretty much Ving Rhames just yeah. being Ving Rhames right
1: they give him the chance to be like you know have a scene of Something, but... He's the same
0: in every one of these. I wasn't
1: right? that interested. He's
0: just like a peripheral guy who will... He's pretty... In this one especially, he's very pivotal to what's happening. Sure. <laughs> uh, Special character is, the
1: but yeah. not him.
0: Yeah. Simon Pegg returns as Benji. Now, Simon Pegg... Showed up in Mission Impossible 3 as a small part, but now he's kind of a fully-fledged... Yeah, I
1: was going to say, in the first one, we see him hiding away, basically, back at headquarters, <laughs> <Yep>. tippity-typing. <laughs> yeah,
0: and now he's a fully-fledged on you know agent in the field. Spoiler, he gets a mask at some point. Yeah, what do you reckon? What do you think of Simon? <laughs> he was all right. I mean, he's good. It's funny that he... if you put it on paper to me... like He's
1: no longer Shaun of the Dead.
0: Yeah, like Simon Pegg is... Um, in mission impossible i would be like
1: his fight scene was really good yeah well, you know
0: yeah well i would think i would be like oh yeah he's just the guy who gives the gadgets out right he's that guy like that's that's how i think he fits
1: but, yeah because you wanted this to be like bond
0: yeah but he fights like a he has a fight towards the end of this movie that is like I it's was kind of a,
1: like he's getting the shit beat out of him but the fight scene is good
0: I was reading a thing that he took took a whole year to get into shape for this movie and in fact the movie people said you don't really need to be in that good shape for it but he went over and above and he ended up with a six pack and he was like, what the hell, I've got a six (laughs) six pack. (laughs) Um, I know,
1: he was pretty skinny.
0: Apparently he was pretty ripped underneath her. Um, Rebecca Ferguson returns as Isla Faust. Um, Sid Talk over there didn't remember her (laughs) from the last movie I don't
1: think. (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it if these the things just don't stay in my brain.
0: She's a um, yeah. Well, you do remember her because you remember the scene she was in from the last one. You just don't remember what she really was, right? No. Um, I really like her. She's um, you know, she's like not like a damsel in distress at all. True. She she in fact she's probably more capable than they are. And she's just pretty badass, like, most of the time. Definitely. Sean Harris plays the bad guy again, Solomon Lane. He was just called Lane in the last one. Now he's Solomon Lane. Um, He's a creepy motherfucker, especially with that beard.
1: He's creepy, but, I mean, you know, somebody wants to bring down the social structure of the current regime of governments who are man-handling all of the humans as we are puppets on their string. (gasps) Give me a break. I mean, find a new cause, you know? It gets a little, okay, I get it. You want to destroy everything, because you're a prick. Yeah. It's not complicated. He's definitely... He does a fine job of being sort of weirdly, and, but not intimidating, sort of intimidating by proxy, because he has everybody else do his dirty work until the Simon Pegg thing, but...
0: Yep. Uh, Vanessa Kirby plays the White Widow. She's just like a... she's an, If you're a Mission Impossible fan, you will, there's a connection to her and the first movie. You'll work out yourself. But um, what did you think of her? She well, she's, she's right. new to this.
1: Um, she was she was loving on Tom.
0: Yeah, she, she really was like, lo- "I'm like- a
1: psychopath," but you
0: you are crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's like a um, what, what is she? A go-between broker. Broker, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, glamorous broker. Very uh, glamorous.
1: Very glam.
0: Alec Baldwin plays uh, Alan Huntley again. He was in the last one. I like Alec Baldwin. I think he's like good in that authoritative role. Um, he doesn't have much to do here. Uh, Black Klansman. He, at the beginning of Black Klansman, when he was in that, kind of gets to do some <laughs> hardcore stuff. But in this, he, you know, he's just the boss, right? Yeah. And Angela Bassett as Erica Sloan. I can't say I love Angela Bassett. I don't know what it is. I find her like, I find that she's always the same.
1: Mm, you, could say controversial. That for, you
0: could say that for Alec Baldwin also, and I probably would.
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: But um, Angela Bassett, she has a part in this, but it wouldn't matter if she wasn't in it. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I guess the character's not very super developed. It's just there's a person that, you know, there's an authority person on me. She's usually on a video screen or, you know, she shows up sometimes. This is directed by Christopher McQuarrie. He also directed Rogue Nation and Jack Reacher, which is another Tom Cruise. So he's no stranger of working with Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom
1: Cruise is no longer Jack Reacher.
0: No. But um, (laughs) Christopher McQuarrie, um, this movie had to be challenging as a director. We saw him standing in the back of that plane, you know? Yeah. Um, Cinematography-wise, talk, just explain what that guy had to do.
1: Which guy? The, the cinematographer guy? guy. Yeah. Was he? A cinemat- he was a diver. He's yeah, not a cinematographer. But he, was, he was
0: in charge of that ca- the camera work for that scene.
1: Right. Well, he had to wear a camera on his head—a quarter of a million dollar camera, half a million dollar camera, three
0: know. quarters of a million dollar. Well,
1: there you go. An uh, IMAX um, camera. Right, and they had to dive, skydive with from that highest thing that you do. What's it called? Halo. Right. With Tom Cruise and get it right. I mean, like, just filming Free Fall and, you know. Not just once. Like,
0: I don't know how many times they said they had to do it. It was a lot, though, right? Yeah. Maybe a hundred?
1: I can't remember what he said.
0: I mean, they were jumping out of a plane, basically, at the same time every day. Because they were doing it at sunset? Or was it sunrise? Sunset.
1: Looked like sunset.
0: So, like, every day they did a jump uh, until they got it right. But they were doing it. They weren't doing it once, and then they just doing it until they got it right. And this guy with this crazy camera strapped to his head—it's not a GoPro. It's like a freaking giant IMAX camera strapped. So basically, to me head.
1: saying it didn't count. You're just gonna say it again. <laughs> Go for it. I'm saying you had me describe it, but now you're describing it again.
0: Yeah. Well, you didn't describe all of it. Oh, okay. Um, the point I was trying to make was that he he has to. They even explain it in the extras. He has to f- focus the camera. I don't know how he was doing that. Did you figure it out?
1: Yeah, he said by a device. In then, his hand. But then he said, I just had to do it by knowing the camera and where I'm at.
0: So he just knows like, just the focal pull. distance of the lens and then makes sure that he's that far away from the subject all the time.
1: Right. Which you might be it.
0: easy in a normal movie, but this guy's skydiving at the same time. Right. Correct. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to see that guy get some recognition and some, you know, nobody's done that before. It's like a new thing. So, um, what did you think of Christopher Macquarie as a director? Do you like him?
1: I mean, I don't know if it's not interchangeable. Probably. You know?
0: Yeah, well, that's really not giving him any credit at all. Though.
1: I'm not saying he doesn't have credit for doing a good job on this, but there's no stamp about him being it. You know what I mean? It doesn't scream... It doesn't have any particular style. It's got too much fucking camera flare. Come on! J.J. Abrams, get out of it. Get out. Don't touch it. Don't influence anybody. It looks like crap. It's really boring to have that... Con- it's constant. I'm, I counted probably every... 10 minutes, 15 minutes, there was more camera flare, and it's just. It didn't look
0: like like real, in practical, in the camera stuff.
1: I don't think so. Because I
0: I noticed that they put a lot of lights around the edges, and then the edges were reflecting back in the camera.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was all
0: real. No. Well, I think it was real. Okay. Because I only noticed it in maybe two scenes. Oh, God,
1: I didn't. There's one near the beginning
0: where they're in the tunnel. And uh, that tunnel had lights every, you know, like a tunnel would. No,
1: it was in there a lot. Trust me. You know me. I hate it. It drives me crazy.
0: Well, I didn't notice it a lot. I did notice it a couple of times, but then I thought, oh, that actually looks pretty cool. Especially in the, um, there's one scene. Very different. There's one scene where they're in a hospital room at the beginning. You'll know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And that, the windows were like, you know, blown out and there was a lens flare coming through the windows.
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't look awesome to me. I think it's just really pretentious because it's unnecessary. It does nothing. It says nothing. How do you make sure you get
0: a lens flare if you want one? Fake it. Just shine a light right into the lens.
1: Mm-hmm. Close your aperture down a lot. The smaller your aperture is, the more lens flare. Can you're you take get.
0: a photo with a lens flare? Like
1: I it, can. I have. And like, if you take a
0: photo of the out, like light street lights at night, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, if you get it where it's catching just a corner, straight on, you're going to get the starburst effect. And right. if it's kind of off to the side, all of a sudden you get like a weird vunk across the vunk, <laughs> if that's the technical term, right across the picture.
0: There were some moments in this where the lens flare was there in front of Tom Cruise's face, mm-hmm. um, kind of covering him up. I, I didn't. I don't like that.
1: So you did notice it,
0: you see? In that tunnel was mainly where I saw it. Yeah. Um. So, blue. This is a fantastic disc, by the way. This is the 4K Blu-ray digital copy combo pack. It's got like four discs inside it. Um, so you get the movie, and there's four commentaries on the movie. One with the director and Tom Cruise. There's one with the director and the editor. There's just there's four different ones. It's crazy. There's never four commentaries on a Blu-ray.
1: <laughs> Um, It's like your dream come true.
0: Yeah. Then there's an isolated score track. So if you like the music, which is pretty exciting in this, there's some really good remixes of the Mission Impossible theme, especially in the helicopter part. It's like a real cool orchestral version of it. Um, So you can listen to all the music like that. Then there's a whole disc. It's a disc three, which is an inside look at Mission Impossible, it's really in-depth. It's not one of those EPK things. It's a proper, like, made... You can tell Tom Cruise wants you to see how his movies are made. He wants you to see, like, what he does. He doesn't want you to think that, like, it wasn't him and it was CG trickery. Yeah. So when you see the extras and you see him doing it, you're like, yep, he is doing it. And the the extras cover everything in this movie. Um, I couldn't find the the part where... Tom Cruise famously broke his ankle in this movie and they had to shut down the production. Um, You see him break his ankle in the movie? Now, it's when he jumps between two buildings in the London sequences. Now, he only jumps, like, what, three times? So we saw him break his ankle, we just didn't know which one. Yeah. We think we knew which one. But um, you'll see him break his ankle in the movie because he just left it in there because it really looks realistic. I guess you have to look at his face to see how much pain he's in. <laughs> um, there's also deleted scenes with direct commentary. There's a foot chase musical breakdown. If you want to watch Tom Cruise run in slow motion with his sticky out... always has his palm sticking out. Um, that's in there. There's a storyboard thing. There's a digital copy. Um, it is really loaded. It says 60-plus minutes of special features, but with the commentaries... It's more like 10 hours plus of special features. So, yeah, you're getting all kinds. There's also a book. Now, I've never seen this for a long time. But inside the case is a actual book, The Making of Mission Impossible. I wouldn't call this a book, even though they say it's a book on the, <laughs> on the front page. On the cover, it says, Includes a free book. You see this? This is not a book, is it? No. It's more of a pamphlet. But if you like Mission Impossible... And you want to see lots of photos of Tom being chased by a camera uh, in a helicopter. I'm looking through it now. Uh, he does a bit of a homage to when he climbed the rock face in the uh, second movie. But there's a bit more high stakes going on this time. <laughs> he's just doing it for a hobby in the beginning of uh, Mission <laughs> Impossible 2. He's, uh, he's really trying to save his life in this one. But um, yeah, there's a little book. There's many extras and lots of commentaries I'll be del- delving into all those commentaries this week um, so conclusion what do you think of Mission Impossible Fallout
1: it was fun it was fun I mean it's a no brainer it's just uh, a fun way to spend an afternoon
0: I, I would I think aside from number two sorry Mr. John Wu they're all a fun afternoon you know if you want to <laughs> watch a cool spy movie Watch a Bond movie or watch a Mission Impossible movie. I find them both to be equally as quality as each other. Um, So, yeah, I recommend it. Mission Impossible Fallout. I I can't wait to see what he does next. Oh, Top Gun. Actually, they said at the beginning, didn't they, when they were telling us to turn off the thing on our TV? Yeah, they were
1: on the set of Top Gun. Top
0: Gun Maverick, as it is called. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're going to see Top Gun next summer. So, movie recommendations. I am going on the uh, theme of Mission Impossible and Mr. Tom Cruise. Magnolia, his greatest dramatic performance, in my opinion. It is very... That movie is... If you're in a happy, upbeat mood, don't watch that movie.
1: Oh my God, no. <laughs> but, it... if you're, but if you're really <laughs> depressed, also, don't watch that movie.
0: It'll really drag It'll you It'll wreck
1: you. <laughs> yeah. We watched it again. I've only seen it twice, I think.
0: I've seen it a few times. And the second
1: time I was like, my God. It's very sad. I mean, it's, It is not just sad. It's not sad. just sad.
0: It's like, it's just, it's like, it's just an emotional, like,
1: yeah, it's huge commentary on humanity for sure. Yeah, human condition kind of thing. When
0: I say an emotional, I was going to say emotional roller coaster, but it's not that either. It's just like it goes all the way down. Like you just go down.
1: <laughs> you never know. What it's It starts end. off
0: because you're just like you don't know what it is. You come into it, you're like, oh okay, and then you just, and then at the end, you're like, oh, oh, so yeah, it makes you feel something. I like that. There's not tons of movies that can do that, is there? True. And my other one is Jack Reacher. Which is similar to a Mission Impossible movie, it's just on the lowdown, it's not quite as crazy. He's not going to fly a helicopter and, you know, do a mad stunts. But he will run, and he will shoot some guns, and it's, you know, spy-ish kind of stuff. So I'll go with Jack Reacher. What are you going with?
1: I'm going with a couple of movies that the ladies have made. Um, Michelle Moynihan, is that her name? Monaghan?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Did we mention she was in this movie? No, She we didn't. was in this movie.
1: <laughs> Her, she, I remember. She was his wife at yeah, some point, and true. then she had to, like, you know, get out of the biz. So she's in hiding or whatever with some weird guy.
0: The Hunger <laughs> Games game creator. I can't
1: handle that guy. Seriously, he's like a fake wolverine right off a comic page or something. I don't dig him. Anyway, it's she just, was in... That is
0: just his facial hair she's going from.
1: She was... Yeah, well, all of it. He's got <laughs> intense eyes and... His face is structured he can't like can't help his oh. eyes. I <laughs> know. I probably liked him in Hunger Games. I don't even remember. But she was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Even yeah, she I was. Yeah. I don't remember that she was in that. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a weird one. It's got Vil Vilkelmer. Vilkelmer. Vilkelmer and Iron Man.
0: It's by the guy. The movie The Good Guys that we really liked as well.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. by that guy. That style is very... It was. It's weird. It's funky. But And The Good Guys, that's a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was a fun one, too. So The Good Guys, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. They're clumped together. And then, oh, I have homemade soup in the wrong spot. That's for supper. That's not a movie, although it probably is a movie. Uh, The other one is Strange Days because it was a weird one, too, from, I think, the 80s. Yeah, uh, 90s. I remember Angela Bassett. Yep. She was in that. So there you go.
0: It was like a weird hallucinate-y kind of druggy.
1: Well, you could get other people's memories, remember? That was right. So that's kind of interesting. We we were into that at one point in a movies. future of the telling of our future.
0: Yeah, like um, what was the one with, with Keanu Reeves before The Matrix? Come on.
1: What was it? Johnny Newman. Johnny Mnemonic. That was another one. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
0: That was really ahead of its time. That it movie.
1: was. It wasn't good.
0: It's just badly. When you watch it now, you're like, ugh.
1: Like, come on, Neo. Why is
0: Ice tea what in were it? you think? <laughs> <laughs> Um so yeah, there are recommendations. Ace Gully stuff, been playing two games. Exactly two games. Red Dead and Assassin's Creed. I've talked about them at length. Uh, Red Dead, I think I'm closing in on the end of the game now. Sad. My cowboy's got the black lung. Oh dear. He keeps oh. coughing. Oh my I don't really like coughing. And he coughs a lot. <laughs>
1: I'll remember that next time I get a cold I'll remember that your fake compassion is like please stop coughing please so if you hate coughing, coughing I have a friend
0: who really hates coughing yeah he does um, if you hate coughing you might not like the end of this game because a lot of coughing um, and can you a just take
1: can... a lozenge? Doesn't I don't know if they had cowboy lozenges maybe they did <laughs> no that would cure being a cowboy
0: I do. I did try an experiment of I smoked 20 packets of cigarettes in a row Okay. Not in real life, in the game.
1: Fascinating.
0: And he's... He... They've recorded lots of different coughing, and if you keep smoking them, the coughing gets worse and worse. So that's hmm. a little detail that's in there. Um, I just wait I was like, well, he's got the black lung, he's got coughing all the time, screw it, just smoke the cigarettes. I've got 20 in my bag. Let's keep smoking them. So, um, yeah, if you want... You can simulate anything in that game, including smoking yourself to death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or not? It didn't work. Yeah. No.
0: So, um, and Assassin's Creed—the uh, first DLC for Assassin's Creed comes out this upcoming Tuesday. Um, it's the first like season pass paid DLC, so you get a whole new story um, on Tuesday, and that will be—you um, have to buy the season pass. But who doesn't want more Assassin's Creed? It's awesome. So what's for dinner? I'm it's holding
1: all- out my hand because I couldn't care less. But. Oh, you don't like Assassin's Creed? I don't dislike it. I'm neutral. I don't want it. I don't crave it. I
0: do. I crave it. I you know, understand. like you crave city Skylines or The Sims. Some I more. don't
1: crave that. But yeah. when you give it to me, I'm going to do it.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like
1: I'm doing right this second. Because I can't put the train station where I want it because my frigging road's in the wrong place. So well, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm thinking about laterally to what you're saying. What's for dinner?
0: Yes. You know what saying
1: What's for dinner? Homemade soup. It's on the it's on the stove right this minute because I was over this last weekend, just a um, hundred seventy five miles north of where we are, and the temperature today when I left there was thirty five, and when I got here it was sixty. So I had and there was snow everywhere there. They had big piles of snow everywhere. The roads were still slushy. There are lots of gravel roads there. Slushy, icy. My mom's driveway was still covered with slush and ice and everything. We had a different. Is, is... I get down here. Well, first I went through. An hour and a half of the thickest fog I've ever driven in at noon. We're talking during the middle of the day. Just the thickest crazy fog. And then all of a sudden it disappeared and there's no snow. It's like I went to another dimension. There's no snow. I looked at my car temperature thing and it said 59. I was like, what? (laughs) I was literally freezing when I got in the car with my sweater and my scarf. Then I peeled everything off. But being in the cold made me want soup. And today I had ramen soup at a natural restaurant I ate with my friend. And it was amazing. And so that's what we're having. Well, ramen soup? Not ramen. My own homemade soup, which is, you know, I'm not fancy. I use frozen vegetables, canned vegetables, frozen onions, um, bouillon. We're vegetarian, so I get this vegan bouillon that tastes amazing. And I put it in there with the corn products, the Q-U-O-R-N. Not actual chicken nuggets, but they're made out of protein, And just for your friend who thinks we do eat chicken and fish, (laughs) we do not. What did he say? That we say we do. We don't. We eat fake. If you like to call it fake meat, I don't give a shit. I'm not. I'm not on a mission to get anybody not to eat meat or dead animals. I don't care. I don't care what you eat. My family deals with meat processing. It doesn't bother me. But we don't eat fish, chicken, cattle, pigs, crabs, any other meat. We Anything don't with the a face. We don't eat the broth. However, we do still do dairy and eggs. So we are not vegan. We're not on a...
0: Vegetarian.
1: Yeah, we don't have a cause of any kind. Um, it just is really easy, I think. A lot of people disagree. My mom made me some veggie chili over the weekend. Hers had a lump, like a huge amount of hamburger in it. Mine had no meat in it. And she's like, oh, I've got to have the meat. I'm like, nah, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'd be fine. Look at me. I am definitely not skinny. Way from skinny. I'm not starving or anything. So that's what's for dinner. Home All and right. Two.
0: And what's your advice? And then we'll leave.
1: My advice is like when you have friends, speaking of my friend, I had for I, my friend, I had for dinner. No, that would not be vegetarian. That's Hannibal
0: Lecter. <laughs>
1: if would be a little cannibalism there. The friend I ate lunch with. Um, we've been friends since we were 13. We hated each other. For a year or two of school, and then just, you know, close we were in small town. We were the only two girls in a lot of the classes in junior high. We ended up being friends and we've been friends ever since. That happens to be about oh 40 years. 40 years, yeah. Oh my god, I'm 51, so that is about 40 years. Um and we're different, we're very different, and yet we were talking about how other people are the type of friends who expect you to do certain things, or then they're irritated that they think, well, you're not my friend. Like, I sent you a text. Why didn't you text me back? She and I are very similar in this. She'll be like, I look at the phone. Somebody's telling me something. And I'm like, okay. I don't feel like I have to tell them, okay. (laughs) I just think, okay, (laughs) you're telling me. And she's like, then they'll be like, why didn't you text me back? And so, and then there's like a vibe, you know, like, well, you're the kind of friend who's unreliable. You don't call me back. You don't answer my texts. You don't do this. And she and I are similar in this. We're not a reach out. We don't reach out much to each other. You know what I mean? But we do. Just enough. And I'm that way with everyone. I just pick and choose when I feel like, if I look at the phone, somebody's calling me, I'm like, I don't really want to talk right now. But later I send a text and say, hey, I saw you call me. What's up? Um... That's the kind of friend I am. Unless you need something. And I feel like if my friends need something, they need to leave me a voicemail. We have an understanding. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a text. Tell me what's wrong. Don't just say, <gasps> call me right away. Because I might be like, why are you, you know, did you get a new car? I don't care. So so that's me. I seem kind of cold hearted. And so do, she feels like she is too. And with each other, we're perfect. Because we don't have any expectations whatsoever. You just are what you are. If I send her a text and say, I'm coming through town. I'm a, I'm going to be there in an hour. What are you up to? And she looks at it and thinks, well, I'm really busy. I don't really want to do any. I'm doing something already. And she doesn't write me back. I don't care. I don't drive through town going, oh, she didn't write me back. And she was with her other friend. I don't care. <laughs> be, let your friends be the kind of friends they are. Unless they are abusive or they're sucking up all your resources or they're living on your couch when you don't want them to, but then that's probably your own fault. But just let people be the way they are in the relationship instead of what you expect them to be. And if they're meant to then be your friend, um, if you balance each other out, they'll stick around. If not, ditch them. Like, it's not that, it's not difficult. So that's it. Right. (laughs) Not succinct. Don't even say that was close to succinct.
0: Ditch (laughs) them is the uh, message. (laughs) Ditch My them. advice
1: is get rid of the losers.
0: All right. So you can catch uh, us on aschoolleague.com, sidtalk.com, Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on uh, com. Click on the word podcast. You can subscribe on Google Play, iTunes Music Store, tune in, YouTube, or just use the RSS feed and sign... Use anything. Use Plex. Plex has podcast support now. We're on there. Email feedback to me at aschoolleague.com. Don't email Sid Talk, she. Think you all suck. No, and you're I don't all think jerks.
1: everybody's. A- <laughs> I don't think everybody's a jerk. And uh, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot, but not every. Most of them are jerks. No, not most. Just a lot.
0: Uh, and stay classy, Mr. Tom Cruise, who we will next see in Top Gun Maverick. Oh
1: my god! I love
0: Top Gun. I know you do. You are like the.
1: You're such a fanboy! I really
0: love Top Gun. I can't, I, I can't believe I'm that married he's making a fanboy.
1: And um, I'm gonna say, think for yourselves, or somebody will do it for you.